Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the November 9th, 2022 Rancho Santa Margarita City Council meeting. I'm going to go ahead and call the meeting to order. Councilman Ricker, would you lead us in the pledge tonight? Thank you very much. Ms. Diaz, can we get a roll call, please? Mayor Figueroa? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Holloway? Here. Councilmember Beal? Here. Councilmember Gamble? Here. Councilmember McGurk? Here. Well, tonight we are celebrating Veterans Day. We are here to honor our veterans and to remember the sacrifices they have made to defend our honor, duty, and country. At this time, we will play a video honoring our veterans.
Veterans Day, originally called Armistice Day, was designated as a day to celebrate the end of World War I. The First World War ended on November 11, 1918. Congress passed a resolution in 1926 for an annual observance, and November 11th became a national holiday beginning in 1938. President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed legislation in 1954 to change the name to Veterans Day as a way to honor those who served in our American wars. Our veterans possess courage, pride, determination, selflessness, and dedication to duty and integrity. Our veterans left everything they knew as they were called to be a part of something bigger than themselves. On Veterans Day and every day, let us show them our gratitude they so rightly deserve, and let us recommit to pledging our full support for them in all they do. In conclusion today, U.S. Marines are honoring over two centuries of service. November 10th marks the Marine Corps' official 247th birthday, as it was first established on this day in 1775. At this time, I'd like to invite all our veterans here that attended this evening. Mayor Pro Tem, will you join me? As you hear your branch of service call, will you please join us up here, please? United States Army. Come on up. United States Air Force, come on up, please. United States Coast Guard, come on up, please. United States Navy, please come up. want to thank all you veterans. We admire you so much, not only as individuals, but the sacrifices you made. Thank you so much for being a part of our celebration tonight. We would love to get a picture. Thank you again. What about the Marines? Oh, Marines. Come on up. I'm sorry. One more. <laughs> Marines, come on up.
step up and take a picture? Thank you again, everyone. All right, I'd like to invite up Craig Van Doren and staff. Craig, come on up. How are you, Craig? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hi there, how are you? How are you? Nice to see you. Thank you for coming. Thank you again. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. And we're going to start off with a video tonight. You see surprise, surprise. You see, you see? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, Veterans living in Southern California were honored today with a flight to the nation's capital. It is part of an annual mission called the Honor Flight Southland. That's where veterans get to tour the amazing monuments and memorials on the National Mall. Our photojournalist Phil Ige was at today's takeoff at LAX. We're a band of brothers. It's very, very touchy. See, we never got anything when we came home. This really made up for it. We appreciate it. We really do. The people that put this on are just unbelievable people. It's like traveling with rock stars. My name is Craig Van Doren. I'm chairman and co-founder of Honor Flight Southland. Our mission is a simple one. We take our most senior veterans back to Washington, D.C. for a three-day free trip to spend time at and celebrate at the memorials that were built for them. Thank you. On this particular trip, we had a total of 34 veterans, 10 World War II veterans, and 24 Korea veterans. <laughs> The bottom line for this is the fact that most of these veterans, I'll tell you right now, probably 95 or 99% of them never got the welcome home that they deserved when they came home from the war. So what we want to do, again, is celebrate and give them that, that welcome home that they never got along with this, what we call a tour of honor to these memorials back in D.C. That this particular group that runs this honor flight, they are the most fantastic people in the world. I started out and I started hearing it and I got about partway through and I could feel some teardrops coming down and like I told you that uh, that's not normal for me. I couldn't believe it. I never expected this amount of people here. I maybe one or two, but I mean, this is wonderful. When we hit the ground here in LA and we come down the elevator and they see the crowd, they hear everything that's going on. You can see it in their faces. There's no denying it. We wouldn't be where we are and be able to do what we do without these people doing what they did. We just can't do enough for our veterans. 
Thanks to Phil for putting that together. The City Council wishes to specifically recognize and commend Honor Flight Southland, a 501 nonprofit, 100% volunteer organization created slowly to honor Americans' veterans for their sacrifices. Honor Flight Southland, a chapter of the Honor Flight Network, has flown over 244,000 veterans to the Washington, D.C. Memorial since 2005. Honor Flight Southland was founded in 2014 by Craig Van Doren, Doreen Harrison, and Lucy Miller to safely transport veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit and reflect at their memorials. Honor Flight Southland's mission is to provide a meaningful way to express our thanks and gratitude to these brave men and women, a small tribute to those who gave so much. The Department of Veteran Affairs estimates that 860 World War veterans die each year. In 2022, our youngest World War II veteran is 94 years old, and most well are into their 90s, and their priority is given to them. Honor Flight Southland's most recent trip, Mission 13, included 36 veterans, 35 men, and one woman. Honor Flight Southland relies on the generosity of individuals, companies, and organizations to provide in-kind goods and services and sponsorships in accordance with their mission to honor veterans with dignity and reverence. So as mayor of Rancho Santa Margarita, on behalf of my city council colleagues, we want to commend you so much for everything you do for our veterans. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to. I want to thank. Okay, I want to thank the mayor for inviting us and, and recognizing us. I want to introduce, by the way, Lucy Miller, as we mentioned, is a co-founder along with uh, Doreen and I. In this thing, we started this back in 2014. Uh, and Rita Ray, who is our CFO, by the way, and Jerry Gamble, who is one of the team leaders. Also, this is these are four of our 11 board members. We're all volunteers. We just do this because we love veterans. Um, and to bring it down a little bit, Honor Flight Southland, since 2014, we've taken 13 missions, as the mayor said, and we've taken now 477, we've taken 477 veterans back to Washington, D.C., and we take a guardian along with each of them, uh, which is more for the safety of the veterans as we go on these trips. So um, what was kind of neat about this year, we just finished our third mission of the year just a couple of weeks ago. And um, before COVID, well, COVID obviously shut everybody down, including us. We had to postpone six missions, as we call them, because we couldn't travel. But so we're trying to catch up. So what we were able to do this year was make a serious dent in all the World War II and the Korea veterans. And what was really special to us was that we finally got to recognize the Vietnam veterans. And uh, we all know that they deserve it as much, if not more, than anybody else. So our last two missions have just been fantastic because the bulk of them have been Vietnam vets. So we're still going. We don't plan to stop, and we're going to go as long as we can. So thank you. Thank you so much. I just, I just want to mention that we have three trips planned for 2023. We have one in May, one in September, and one in October. If anybody is interested, 
and joining us on a trip, you can go to our website, which is www.honorflightsouthland.org, and fill out an application and send it in. That will get you on our list. Um, and we go down our list in order of when we get the applications. So if you're interested, please go on our website. Or see me. I have a bunch of cards with me. Uh, I always travel with them. So come see us and have all the information that you need to get a hold of us. Thank you again so much. Let's get some pictures. Well, we're going to conclude the evening by recognizing our Rancho Santa Margarita Chamber of Commerce. And I'd like the following people to join me up here, please. Jennifer Beal, Josh Bastian, Nicole Stanfield, Kirk Stanley, Barbara Thomas, Mike Conte, Ron Evans, Julie McGurr, Mike Vaughn, Chip Furness, Nick Alvadick, Jake Anderson, Devin Christie, Samantha Dalby, Noel Farabun, Kara Foley, Charity Hill, Michael Johnson, Julie Mullaney, Blaine Nelson, Miranda Payne, Nicole Reyes, Mary Webb, Angie and Chris Werges. So for those of you who don't know, our Rancho Santa Margarita Chamber of Commerce provides programs, events, and support to Rancho Santa Margarita businesses, furthering economic development and growth opportunities. The Rancho Santa Margarita Chamber of Commerce organizes a signature event known as Rancho Family Fest, designed to promote businesses and showcase the Rancho Santa Margarita business community in partnership with the city of Rancho Santa Margarita and Samlark. Rancho Family Fest 2022 included the added goal to aid in pandemic recovery for our local businesses by providing marketing and promotional opportunities for local small businesses and economic recovery. Title sponsor USAG, Alliance Group, and gold sponsor Providence Mission Hospital led the marquee of local businesses to deliver two full days of great music, delicious food, hometown spirit to Central Park, in addition to a beer garden, local business booths, and a kid zone. The 2022 Rancho, Santa Far uh, Rancho Family Fest lineup included the R&D band, Five Foot Rabbit, Final Underground, Petty Breakers, Bohemian Queen, Road Redneck Rodeo, The Reflex, and Tijuana Dogs. Rancho Family Fest is hosted and run by a tireless, dedicated core group of people who ensure that the weekend is full of diverse live music, fabulous food, 
beverages, interactions with local businesses, and fun activities. Jennifer Beal, Josh Bastian, Kurt Stanley, Barbara Thomas, Julie McGurr, Mike Conte, Mike Vaughn, Chip Furness, and other core volunteers work behind the scenes for several months leading up to the event to create a fun and safe environment for attendees of all ages. So on behalf of the City Council, I want to thank all of you so much for your tireless dedication to this event. It was absolutely fabulous this year, and you should all be very proud. So thank you so much. We're very fortunate tonight to have our two co-chairs here, Rosh, uh, Josh Bastian and Jennifer Beale, who would like to say a few words. You go. Oh, me go? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, thank you very much for this recognition. I heard I was going to get a major award. I thought it was going to be a leg lamp, so <laughs> we'll work harder for that leg lamp next year. Um, it's a privilege uh, to be recognized tonight, especially on such a cool night as recognizing our veterans. And I also wanted to recognize our first responders that are out there. I, I wasn't aware that everyone was going to be here. And when a couple of you first walked in, I thought it was a whole Movember thing. So good mustaches, guys. Um, and we love the work that you guys do. I'm sure your perseverance will get you things that you guys are looking for. Um, but a few of uh, our friends that are up here tonight, um, I just wanted to say a couple things about each and every one of them. Um, I think my wife tonight, I was telling her, I don't think I should be getting recognized for the work that I did for Rancho Fest or for um, the chamber. I think you called it imposter, what is the syndrome? Imposter syndrome. I th it's a thing. But all of you up here that worked and volunteered to pull this event off, I mean, that was like Woodstock. That was incredible. And we all pull together, and it always seems like it's last minute, but we do it. And we do it for this community. We do it for the business community to make sure that the entire city can come out and, and see these businesses and hear what they have to say and see the services they offer. So uh, I think kudos goes to the people of Rancho Santa Margarita and the surrounding areas for coming out and seeing this bus these businesses and supporting them. So thank you guys very much. And I want to introduce my friend, Jennifer, and she's going to say a couple things, too. Well, I just want to thank the city and Sam Lark um, for partnering with us. Um, some people think it's a city of it, and it is because there are partners, but we are the chamber that actually hosts the events, and we couldn't do it without our two partners, and that is the Sam Lark um, board and all of their participants, as well as the city and all their staff that helps us along the way. I also want to just give a plug Next year, we're going to have it again, October 7, 8. Already booked the bands. And I see a lot of people in the audience. So I'm just going to say we need volunteers. And if you want to be a part of our committee, it's strictly a volunteer committee. We meet twice a month. We're all very good friends. And we have a great time. None of us can walk the Monday after we're so sore. We need a chiropractor and a few massages, but we do it because we love it. So we'd love to have any and all of you join us. And thank you for recognizing us, Mayor Figueroa. You know, it's really important that everybody knows how much time this committee spends in planning this event. This, I think it's what, eight months out, almost eight months out of planning and they're already having meetings. None of these people get paid. They're all just volunteers. And you know why they do it is because they love the city. 
They love our businesses and they love our residents and they want them to have a wonderful weekend and to make sure our businesses prosper. So thank you so much for supporting Rancho Family Fest, everybody. And thank you guys so much for all your wonderful hard work. So thank you so much. Okay, gonna move on to schedule a future events. Ms. City Manager. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor and members of the City Council. For the schedule of future events at this meeting, we are announcing the Veterans Day holiday on Friday, November 11th, City Hall will be closed. The November 23rd City Council meeting is canceled due to the holiday. And then finally, the Thanksgiving holiday is Thursday, November 24th, and Friday, November 25th, and City Hall will be closed those days. Thank you. Okay, moving on to public comments. This is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person and a time limit of 15 minutes for this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda. And I do have one e-comment. This is from Cheryl Cousins. And she is concerned about the homeless person that is, I guess, near the RSM library across from Central Park. So thank you very much for your concern, Ms. Cousins. We appreciate it. Okay, and I have some public comment speakers tonight as well. The first one I'd like to call up is Steve Kriba. Am I saying that right? Steve, come on up. Did I say your last name correctly, sir? It's okay. Kriya. Kriya. Okay. Good evening. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Good evening, City Council and Mayor Figueroa. My name is Steve Kriya, Local 3631 Vice President, Lead Negotiator. I'm here tonight to speak on our current contract negotiations. Our firefighters have not had more than about a 2% increase in pocket net hourly wage over the past 10 years. With inflation and CPI increases, we are hurting for a cost of living increase and are simply looking for a way to survive in this county while serving your residents. Our current proposal is more than fair and has benefits to the firefighters and the fire authority in the form of work comp savings and decreased work hours uh, forced overtime, along with many other benefits. What the OCFA JPA is offering us is unacceptable and truly a slap in the face. The OCFA is so financially sound that its position will be overfunded for many years to come. As stated here in previous council meetings, Rancho Santa Margarita is a structural fire fund city 
And more interesting point is that any increase to firefighter wages would have zero cost, impact, or effect on the city of Rancho Santa Margarita. My question to you tonight is if your city has been benefited with over $4 million in ARPA funds from OCFA firefighters setting up COVID vaccination points of distribution and working on the front lines, and that an increase to your cost of living for your firefighters has no impact on your city, why is your JPA director so against and opposed to taking care of the people that keep you safe and serve your city? Thank you. Thank you. a point of clarification are and I appreciate your attendance tonight and I also appreciate your position but I have to clarify one item and that is I am the JPA director on the board my name's Carol Gamble I have always supported the firefighters I'm the second longest serving board member at OCFA interestingly none of the board of directors discussions on union agreements are public. So there has been no public vote, not by this director, nor any other director. So I uh, need to correct the record when you say, why does this JPA member not support the union? Because you have no idea what my position is. But what I do have is nearly a 16-year track record. And I have a 16-year track record of always being endorsed by your union every single election. I am very sympathetic to your situation, but I will not be mischaracterized. I will not have that, just like I will not mischaracterize you. So I stand with you. I am very sympathetic of your situation. But please, sir, don't tell lies to your membership or my community. I won't have it. And you certainly will not curry favor with me if you continue it. Do you support our, our contract? I'm not speaking publicly about your contract. Okay, I'd like this to call up. Time I'd to like to call it. up now Christy I'm, DeLeon, yes. who's our next public speaker tonight. Christy, come on up. <clears throat> Good evening, City Council. My name is Christy DeLeon, and I am a citizen of this city with a growing concern regarding our firefighters. When I spoke at the previous council meeting, my concerns and comments were responded to without my ability to respond, which is in violation of the Brown Act. A list of arbitrary equipment was read off after I was publicly questioned if I knew how RSM funded OCFA. And then I was proceeded to be told how special family functions trumped the need for Ms. Gamble to attend the important JPA meeting. Ms. Gamble, I have come to know how your longstanding support and stewardess of the ship of the city has really helped to shape how the city is today. I also know your commitment to the safety of our citizens and how you proudly have displayed, as you mentioned, the support of OCFA in your last election website. 
We are deeply concerned about contract negotiations and how our city council are falling short in supporting the very people who support our community 24-7. My question to you, Ms. Scamble, is since I'm sure you already are well aware of the increasing, diminishing morale within the firefighters, and since you say you support OCFA, how are you planning to address it? How will you come through on your promises to these men who supported you in this last election, especially if you were sympathetic to their situation as you just said, stated? Lack of support from the elected officials will cause a rippling effect of diminished qualified firefighters who apply to the department. Statistics are already showing that, that qualifier, qualified firefighters are leaving OCFA. Retention is down. So how will you face your constituents, many constituents who are firefighters, when response times are longer, when stations have to close, when there's not enough men to house these stations because they're leaving to departments who are willing to value their work and value how they show up and the sacrifices they make. This is severely concerning being a 10-year resident of this city, as well as disheartening, especially since we are a community that prides itself in being safe and have a department that is readily available to protect our citizens. So I end with requesting that you all reconsider and reevaluate how you do support these men. These are the faces. These are the faces that show up to people throwing up, coughing, dying. And if you are sympathetic to their situation, then you also know they don't have the luxury of not showing up to work because of special family functions, that they have to come. They have to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning when we all get to sleep. Thank you very much, Christy. Thank Appreciate you. I have another public I'm happy to offer a point to clarification to Christy. And Christy, I know you're a resident. So the point I made that I think is important is there are 24 uh, members of the Orange County Fire Authority, and the city of Rancho Santa Margarita represents one vote, 25 of the county. City of Rancho Santa Margarita represents one vote. So of the member agencies, and Christy's quite right, we discussed it at the last meeting, 14 of them are structural fire fund cities, and eight of them are cash contract cities. The cash contract cities currently are not paying for the following services. And I've made a list tonight. The Emergency Command Center, Public Information, Emergency Medical Services Training, Operations Training and Promotion Division, the Clerk's Office, Finance, the Legislative Division, Purchasing, the Treasury Division, Investigations, Human Resources, the Recruitment Division, Risk Management Division, Logistics, Information Technology, Property Management, Construction, Urban Search and Rescue, Air Operations, all the costs, Hazardous Materials Response Team, Wildland Operations. Our city 
does provide those services. And quite frankly, the city of Rancho Santa Margarita is subsidizing eight other Orange County cities, and they are Buena Park, Garden Grove, San Clemente, Santa Ana, Seal Beach, Stanton, Tustin, and Westminster. So you asked me what I would do. This is, they only pay for the services in their station. And my point to you is, what you could do for you is you could require the JPA to have all member agencies pay their proportional share of the cost of OCFA. If everyone paid for every part of OCFA, not just the structural fire fund cities, there would be more than sufficient money that would satisfy you. And so I encourage you to go to the cash contract cities and, and speak to your leadership at OCFA. Because it's not fair that only some cities pay for air operations, yet everyone uses air operations. So when they, certainly when they have a problem. So it's not gonna work to have only a certain number of cities pay for services and have others not pay for them. And I believe that's contributing to the problem. It's not the structural fire fund cities. We have no issues, I can tell you that. Okay, I'd like to Thank move you. on to the next public speaker, please. Charles Barfield. Well, this has been exciting so far. Uh, good afternoon, Mayor Figueroa, Honorable Council. My name is Charles Barfield. I'm the general manager of the Orange County Employees Association and a resident. I live about a mile and a half from here. I do want to recognize uh, the veterans because prior to COVID, organized labor, and particularly OCEA, ran the largest veteran celebration in Orange County for about seven or eight years. So we all owe our veterans a debt of thank you. But tonight, this is about the men and women of the Orange County Fire Authority, the professional firefighters. We don't represent the firefighters, but we represent 250 employees of the OCFA who are the dispatchers, the fire inspectors, the mechanics. We've been out of contract for now 15 months. Council Member Gamble knows full well where we stand and where 3631 stands. Ms. Gamble has heard me call the, the board out for a breach of leadership, hiding behind Zoom and hiding behind closed session and refusing to give the negotiator the requisite authority to come make a deal with these folks. You know that, and now we're arguing about it. I mean, the facts are the facts. Half of the OCFA board doesn't even show up for their meetings. They hide behind Zoom. It is ridiculous. Now, if you want to lead, lead. We're not, we're not privy to closed session, you know that, so we have to come do this in public. We are escalating this campaign. You heard the gentleman from the Chamber of Commerce said, I hope you prevail. Well, guess what? It's in your hands how this will end. Everyone needs to know, if you're a council member and she's your representative, you should be putting pressure on her to make something happen. If you're a resident, if you're live streaming this, if you love this community like I do, 
we should be putting pressure to get this done. It's not just a contract fight. This is a fight about values. And what the board at the OCFA is doing is making OCFA a laughing stock of an organization. You're going to hear others talk about recruiting challenges, retention challenges. You can't fill academies. That's what is happening. And as a resident, you should be scared to death that this is going to end up in public safety crisis for residents. So don't blame others. Step into it. Get it done. Be a leader. Lead from behind closed session. And let's get this done because... We stand with the professional men and women firefighters of the OCFA. We stand with them, and this campaign is not going away until they are treated with respect and dignity. So please, don't argue, lead. Thank you. Okay, our next public speaker. Our next public speaker tonight is Eric Law. Good evening. Hello, my name is Eric Law. Uh, thanks for having us tonight, Ms. Campbell, uh, coach. Um, I'm going to bring it down a little bit. I'm going to come at you guys uh, with a little bit more of an education standpoint right now, okay? Good evening, everyone. My name is Eric Law. I've been a resident of Rancho Santa Margarita for 29 years. I come to you with a heavy heart that I have heard, but I don't want to believe that uh, Ranch Santa Margarita is one of the cities that is not supporting uh, OCFA and a fair cost of living adjustment. Ms. Gamble, it seems like you are the leader. I didn't know this, um, and I can tell, I, I hope it's true what you've said about um, supporting us, and I believe you. Uh, and another day, I would like to have you guys all over for brisket. I live right down the street. I can cook up a mean brisket, and we can talk it over uh, under more uh, uh, loving circumstances. Um, OCFA's, uh, okay, sorry. So Social Security has, um, their COLA for this year is 8.7%. We have been offered basically nothing. OCFA's firefighters are comprised of mostly lateral firefighters who left other agencies to come to what they thought was a destination department. I am one of those many. And now looking at my take-home pay, I wonder why I did that. To date, I took a 30% pay cut from my other agency. I came to OCFA with the sole reason to serve the citizens of the community that made my childhood and my life so special. I am now raising my chi uh, children in the same house that I grew up in, um, by choice and because I can't afford a house over here. Uh, <laughs> I can no longer justify the reason why I came here since I can't afford to uh, provide my children the same childhood that I have had. I don't want you to think that I'm speaking here today because of pay. I am here to warn you of what not keeping up with surrounding departments will do to this agency. The writing is on the wall, the word is out, and our applicant quality is deteriorating, and even worse, our young, highly trained men and women who OCFA has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on each are leaving for better paying agencies. This is unheard of in our department. Everyone else leaves their agencies to go to OCFA. It is now reversing. Orange County is being left with less qualified and less experienced candidates who won't have the same dedication that premier agencies enjoy. You may think that withholding pay adjustments for your firefighters will save money, and as a fiscal conservative, I can see why. But I promise you, when more people start leaving for other departments, which is happening like never before, the cost of training new firefighters will skyrocket. 
OCFA will pay for members to go through expensive fire academies, advanced training, and medic school just to see them lateral elsewhere, with OCFA footing the bill. This week, I did something that I never thought I would have to do, but I applied for another job, to leave the fire service. Not because I want to, but I can no longer afford to live and, and uh, provide for my family. The last thing you want is your firefighters with one foot out the door. I am sure on paper there is an inflated cost of what each firefighter costs, but trust me, that is not what we see on our pay stubs. Firefighters are one of those things where you think we are expensive until you get the phone call that your loved one got into a car accident, just like the young boy right in front of my house off of Canada Vista, the sports park. It is the professionalism and the expert training of Truck 45 and Medic 45 and Engine 45 that rescued that boy that, uh, that scary night a few months ago. To the boy and his family that went through this nightmare, I assure you that his rescuers were paid, uh, that they were worth every penny. Please, council members, I pray you can see the catastrophe that is coming. If it is not rightened, there will be a first, res first responder catastrophe. If we do not keep up with surrounding agencies, others will leave. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. Our next public speaker, Todd Baldridge. Come on up, Todd. Good evening. Good evening, Mayor, Council. My name is Todd Baldridge. I'm a fire captain with the Orange County Fire Authority, and I'm proud to serve as the president of 1,150 firefighters and paramedics that serve this city proudly. Ms. Gamble, this is public comment, not public debate. Follow the Brown Act, period. I'm not here to listen to you. You're here to listen to me, okay? We're not going to endorse you next year. We didn't endorse anybody this year because of you. This city is failing us. Show me the line item in your budget that pays for the fire service like those other cities you said. Comes out of the property tax. Comes out of the property tax of your members. I agree with that. Comes out of a lot of things come out of the property tax. Many of the things that you spoke of, you don't just pay for. The state augments it because we're a contract county. I haven't heard you mention that at all, one of six contract counties that do the CAL FIRE bidding for this county. When they do cash contracts, 10% is added for many of those services. And I don't make those decisions, you do. Second longest running member on the board. You failed, not us. You're part of the problem. You need to be removed, and that's my ask of this board. Remove Councilmember Gamble from the JPA board. She's toxic. As the previous speaker said, the once proud OCFA, the destination department, is no longer. We can't fill academies. Our recruitment is dangerously low. Firefighters and paramedics have become a commodity. Nobody wants to do this job anymore. It's unsafe. It's scary. The number one cause of death is suicide. Number two is cancer. We take this home, something we have to live with or die because of. The younger generation is not doing this. When this generation leaves, who replaces them? We can't compete with Inland Empire fire departments with pay and benefits. Why would you live in Orange County where you can't afford a house, when you can buy one out there and make more money? Recruitment and retention are going to fail this organization, and it's because of your failed leadership that this is happening. Thank you.
Thank you. Ms. Diaz, do we have any other public comments this evening? There are none. Okay, thank you. Moving on. Uh, excuse calendar? me, Mayor. There is one more, sorry. Oh, okay. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Mayor, Council. Uh, I wasn't really planning on coming up and talk. Um, my name is Michael Bam, uh, firefighter of the Orange County Fire Authority. Um, I was on the hand career for a little over two and a half years, and about half of these uh, guys back here are on that hand crew, hand crew that serves right down here uh, in the canyon. Um, we all have a vested interest in this community um, whether we work here or work in a different community, we jump around. I can't tell you the um, frustration that I receive on my end trying so hard to fight for this job. And I feel like the people that should be leading aren't. Um, and that's not within the organization. That's outside of it. Um, you are a coach. I'm sure you know a lot about leadership. To me, leadership is taking ownership. To me, leadership is acknowledging. I dropped the ball. I should have done something different. Like what was said before, we don't make the rules that you're talking about. We didn't put in place who pays for what. That's the JPA board. That's you. You're the longest standing member. Why, why is that someone else's fault? And now we're paying the price for it? That doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem right. And that doesn't seem like a leader. I got nothing else to say. Thank you. Ms. Diaz, do we have any other additional speakers this evening? There are none. Okay. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. Consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar to be approved in one motion unless a council member, staff, or a member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. I'll entertain a motion to approve. So moved. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Consent calendar passes. Thank you very much. Moving on to public hearing item 5.1, Ms. Cervantes. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor, members of the City Council. Uh, this is the uh, public hearing regarding our uh, building code and fire code updates, and I would like to invite Derek Bingham, our senior planner, to uh, the podium to make that presentation. Thank you. All right, good evening. Good evening, Derek. Yes, hello. Good evening, Madam Mayor and members of the City Council. Uh, the City Council conducted a first reading of the proposed ordinances on October 26 and directed staff to proceed with the notification for tonight's public hearing. I'll give a brief summary of the items and information presented on the October 26 meeting. Uh, a complete summary of the proposed ordinances and local amendments can be found in your uh, agenda packet for tonight's uh, meeting. So state law requires that the California Building Standards Commission adopt and publish the California Buildings Standards Code 
every three years. New codes were recently published for the current triennial code cycle and automatically go into effect on January 1st, 2023. While the building codes will automatically take effect on January 1st, the city goes through the adoption process every cycle in order to enact modifications known as local amendments. State law permits local jurisdictions to make local amendments as long as the modifications are no less stringent than the requirements adopted by the state. Um, in this case, staff is recommending local amendments to only three codes this, this cycle, the California Building Code, California Residential Code, and the California Fire Code. To make these local amendments, the city must make findings that the modifications respond to local climactic, geological, or topographical conditions, and those findings are made in the proposed ordinances. Uh, also, these local amendments do not carry over from the prior code cycles and must be adopted with each new edition of the building codes. Consistent with past code adoption cycles, we have separated the proposed amendments into two ordinances that amend Title 10 of the Municipal Code entitled Buildings and Construction. One ordinance addresses local amendments to the building and residential codes, and the second addresses local amendments to the fire code. At this time, staff recommends that the City Council conduct a public hearing and adopt the proposed ordinances. Uh, this concludes my report. Uh, we have building and safety staff um, in the audience as well as a uh, representative from Orange County Fire Authority. Together, we would be happy to answer any questions you have regarding this item. Thank you. Thank you very much, Derek. Council, are there any questions this evening? No, I have none. Any questions? Okay, moving on, we're going to go ahead and open the public hearing. And Ms. Diaz, are there any public comments? There are none. Okay, we're going to go ahead and close the public hearing. Council discussion this evening? I'll move the item when we get to that point. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Okay. The item is moved. Thank you very much. Okay, moving on to continued items. There are none. New business, there is none. Public comments. This is the time to address the city council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the city council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person. The segment of the public comments portion of the agenda shall not exceed a total of 15 minutes. Ms. Diaz, do we have any other public comments this evening? Uh, yes, I believe we have one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good evening. inappropriate places for homeless to set up a living space. Who is this person or persons? Why are they homeless? What is their background? Does the city have a plan for homeless living in, appropriate area, in inappropriate areas and services to help them? Other cities have allowed homeless to get out of control. For example, Venice, California had an entire encampment of homeless living right on their lawn at the library. Does, um, 
Let's see. Uh, let's see. So anyway, I can name many other examples as well, and you all know too, LA, there's lots of areas where there's a lot of out of control homelessness. My son was in Marina Del Rey, and right down the street from the Venice Boardwalk, and there's tons of problems there and on the freeway. Anyway, I was just wanted to have that uh, situation addressed. That person or persons has been living there for quite a while. There's a pile that's building and expanding. Uh, there's young children coming and going from there. It's an inappropriate place for possibly an expanding homeless encampment. So I just wanted to see what the city has in you know for plans for homeless people. We have a nice community we live in here, and it look you know we don't we're not exposed to things like that. I'm not a heartless person, but there are more appropriate places for homeless people to be living or being taken care of. So I wanted to address that. Thank you situation so much, and problem this evening. We appreciate you being here, and we'll definitely be in touch. The city will. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, Ms. Diaz, are there any other public comments this evening? There are none. Okay. Moving on, city manager report. Ms. Cervantes. I have nothing this evening. Thank you. Matters presented by mayor and council members. Moving on first to the Orange County Fire Authority, Council Member Gamble. Thank you very much, Madam Mayor. Uh, just a point of clarification, the JPA agreement was done at the um, uh, creation of OCFA, um, which predates uh, actually the city being a city as well as my service. Uh, so an update with what's going on at OCFA. Obviously, we're doing um, uh, negotiating a multi-year union contract with our firefighters, um, just in case you weren't aware of that. And uh, so I have a couple of updates for that. Um, there has been no agreement reached, and I think you have in front of you on your on the dais that the uh, combined total salaries and benefits for the average firefighter is uh, $248,345. And so that's real-time um, uh, actual data from our uh, salary uh, and benefits um, budget. Actions by OCFA was pretty interesting in the last meeting, and I made some notes because I want to share them with you. We approved the leach purchase agreement for the acquisition of two Firehawk Sikorsky S-70 helicopters and the OCFA air operations training for piloting the new aircraft. Of course, that will be paid for completely by these structural fire fund cities with no contribution from the cash contract cities. We also re-examined area trauma centers and confirmed for immediate area Mission Hospital and Saddleback College have an existing agreement with OCFA to utilize two separate helispot landing areas on their campuses that can accommodate the new Sikorsky helicopters. The helicopters will undergo a special conversion process for air fire operations, enabling multi-mission capabilities such as firefighting, transport of personnel and equipment, medical evacuation, search and rescue, and cargo transport. The conversion will take approximately 12 months, and I will update the council's delivery draws near. Uh, on a happy note, OCFA's finance staff was recognized for receiving two important awards. We know them well, the Government Finance Officers Association. We know it here in Rancho Santa Margarita as the GFOA because Stephanie wins it every darn year award for the OCFA's budget and also uh, OCFA's comprehensive financial report. We're very proud of the OCFA finance staff. And uh, I'm happy to announce that the Spark of Love toy drive kicked off 
with this year's goal of donating 30,000 toys for more than 100 different, uh, to more than 100 different nonprofit organizations that provide toys to needy children in Orange County. For the folks interested in donating, please bring a new and unwrapped toy to support the annual toy drive, and the toys will be collected all at all 77 OCFA fire stations, including our own, which is located at 3131 Aventura. Thank you. Thank Mayor, you if I may. I think it's worth clarifying on the record. Uh, oftentimes in my position, I see public speakers frequently lecturing city councils about the Brown Act. Never ceases to amaze me those that don't understand what the Brown Act says. But this evening, there was no Brown Act violation. City council members are legally permissible permissible to respond briefly to public comments, and that's exactly what occurred here this evening. There was no Brown Act violation, despite allegations to the contrary. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm moving on to the Library Advisory Board, um, and that is, um, I attended a meeting on October 27th, and the primary topic of conversation was the capital set-aside that was completed this summer for the newly planned Irvine Library. Um, there's going to possibly even be two new libraries in Irvine, and planning will commence in early 2023, and the Library Advisory Board will be involved in decisions on how this money will be allocated for planning purposes. And that was the conclusion of the meeting. Okay, moving on to the Community Associations of Rancho, Mayor Pro Tem Holloway. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, I was not at that meeting, but I understand there was a uh, worthwhile presentation from the Sheriff's Department. Either uh, Chief or City Manager, bail me out here and, and talk a little bit about what went on there. Sorry for the uh, no advance warnings here. Good evening. Um, we discussed crime prevention strategies and uh, crime trends. And we, um, ha I had the pleasure to introduce our new investigator to the CAR uh, members. And we discussed in detail really all our crime trends and what our, our um, citizens can do to use some crime prevention strategies to avoid being victimized. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, additionally, because the car is made up of the homeowners associations in town, the idea is that they would take this information and share it with their members and their residents uh, so that everyone can best protect themselves and their property. Thank you. Okay, this concludes our committee assignment reports, and we're going to move on to 10.2, council member reports and comments. Are there any this evening? Councilmember McGirt. Thank you. Ms. Cousins, I'm so glad you brought that issue up. This is my opportunity to respond to your concerns. It's, it's a concern that's not yours alone. Uh, we get a lot of emails, a lot of concerns about that, and I won't go through the dissertation I did last time regarding a particular case. I'll give a little brief summary, but, oh, well, there, there are reasons why um, this this seems to be occurring near the library. And uh, backing up for a minute, our point in time count, regardless to homeless folks, is going down pretty steadily. We had more of a homeless problem two years ago than we do now, but that doesn't change the fact there are people that need help, not just the residents who don't want to deal with having a homeless person there, don't want to see that, but also the, obviously the person who is homeless. Uh, the library is county property. It's owned by the County of Orange. It's not, it's not the city property. That's, that's the first thing to understand. And that, there's, that's why a lot of folks seem to congregate near the library, because they know that, that the city can't do much about that. Um, 
the other overriding problem that we have is a is a lawsuit that went down a few years back and some got appealed and it involved a, a young man in Boise, Idaho, who was uh, told to leave the street. They couldn't. It's called an anti-camping law. You couldn't be on the street. Um, eventually, that case got to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and that that covers a lot of states, including California and Oregon and Washington and the whole western part of the United States. And eventually, the federal court held that a city cannot enforce their anti-camping law unless they have a shelter without any beds available, and, and that's not the situation here. So basically, it took the entire western United States, and it was, not, it was, by the way, appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court refused to hear it. So it's still law that cities, not just Rancho Santa Margarita, but cities throughout the Ninth Circuit uh, are unable to do a lot of things that they otherwise would have done years past. That being said, the city f helps fund a number of organizations, I think Mercy House, Families First, South County Outreach, I may be forgetting. Laura's House. Part Laura's, Laura's House, House. A number of organizations that um, whose responsibility is to reach out to those who are homeless to try to find them shelter. And, and obviously food, and try to help them to the best ability as they, as they can. It's particularly, one of the problems happens to be a lot of the homeless people, frankly, don't want or don't seem to want to accept a lot of help. Um, but that's a different issue. And so I wanted to make sure I just briefly summarized part of the problem regarding trying to deal with the homeless issue. It's, again, not something that's unique to Rancho Santa Margarita. It's throughout that Ninth Circuit um, Cities are precluded from doing a number of things unless they are able to um, prove that there were no shelter beds available for uh, a homeless person. So it's not like we're ignoring the situation. We're trying to do the best we can. We were very hopeful the Supreme Court was, was going to listen to that Boise decision and make a decision of their own based upon what happened, but they haven't done that, at least not yet. Uh, and so... I'm, I, I'm glad you hung around because I wanted to make sure I had a chance to address that with you. Okay? Thank you very much. Pardon me? Well, I know it, it certainly does, but you can feel free to contact the city and me in particular. I'd be happy to, to talk to you about that. B. McGurr at cityofrsm.org. Uh, or you can call me, or whatever the case may be. I'd be happy to talk to you. That's why I was really happy to see that you were still here. But it does raise a lot of other questions and a lot of other ideas of what can be done. But um, I appreciate the fact that you brought that to our attention, not just by way of email, but you came down today. I know it's not easy to do when you have a lot of other things going on. Yeah, sure. We will definitely follow up with you. Thank you so much for being here this evening. We appreciate it. Sure. Any other comments this evening? There are none more? Okay, we're going to move on to adjourning the meeting. The next uh, regular... Um, Mayor, I'm yes, sorry. Yes, Council I, Member Beale. On 10.2? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, if I could, please, real briefly. Um, I've said it many, many times. Um, Rancho Santa Margarita is just a great place to live, and what makes it so special are the people that live here. And tonight I'd just like to express my gratitude and thanks to the people that live in Rancho Santa Margarita for... Uh, re-electing you, Mayor, and Mayor Pro Tem, and Council Member McGurr. Um, congratulations on your election night victory yesterday. It's outstanding. Um, it's a great place to live. You work very hard for the people in this community. 
and I'm grateful um, that the people have spoken and that we have the opportunity to continue to serve together. So congratulations. Thank you. I can't let Tony be the only one that says nice things, um, if you don't mind. Yeah. This, um, the, I am so pleased and proud to congratulate the three of you and all our residents in Rancho Santa Margarita for reelecting uh, real leaders and servant hearts. Um, 22 years ago, we became a city and we never um, imagined we would have uh, such fine leaders as the three of you, and it's such a joy and a pleasure to serve. Uh, I'm also, of course, as you are, a resident of Rancho Santa Margarita. So knowing you're here at the helm, I was thinking about it today, gives me great peace, just as a resident, whether or not I'm on the city council. And um, I am grateful for all your hard work. I admire all three of you, as I have with all my city council colleagues, but especially for the hard work that you've put in. And as your first year as mayor, um, you've done such a great job, Mayor Figueroa, and so we're so pleased that you were rewarded in the election. And so it's a, just a pleasure and honor to serve with you. I'm so happy you're at the leadership helm of the city I chose to live in, and um, looking forward to at least two more years of, of serving with you. And congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, any other council, council member reports this evening? There are none? Okay. The next regular meeting in the City Council will be held Wednesday, December 14th, 2022 at 7 p.m. in the City Council Chambers at City Hall. Meeting adjourned.